Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by Outrage. When you're angry and you just want to yell at something, Outrage has you covered. Outrage. Check it out today. I'm Jason. Hey, hey, I'm KJ. And in this episode, we review our week by discussing... Well, I don't know. Jason, maybe you ought to take this one. Outrage! Oh, and we also have some real thoughts where we also talk about, well, outrage. Oh, and we also get into outrage! Later, if you're wondering if we have a guest this week, we'll tell you. And actually, even if you're not wondering, we're still going to tell you when we play, do we have a guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several outrageous tangents. I feel better now. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? Not good is up this week. Oh, no. Not good. Not good. Actually, Uh ultimately, you know, overall, when you look at it big picture, good is up. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, we're alive. There was a hurricane that, you know, devastated a lot of Florida this past week, Hurricane Irma. And for the first time ever in history is what I'm hearing, um, tropical storm warnings in the Atlanta area, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. that is crazy. I mean, I grew up in, you know, Louisiana where we had hurricanes mm-hmm. all the time. Nothing like Irma or Harvey, but no, you don't hear it in you don't hear about that in Atlanta. Oh no! So obviously, everything I'm about to complain about is basically could be jumped into first world, first world. problems okay. because I mean we're alive, we're safe, we have power back on now, and there's you know devastation around the world with hurricanes in, you know, other parts of the world, too. I saw something the other day that, like, thousands of people had died in a hurricane in, you know, Southeast Asia, I mean, or yep. mudslides and stuff. I mean, it's... Yep. And not to mention the <laughs> wildfires in the western half of the country. My family right. out in Montana dealing with that. So I think it's... I think it's pretty clear that the climate is changing. Yep, I think that's... Not to it, get into that, and, but... Yeah, and that's not a, a political issue. Give saying that it's... No, it's not. It's it's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Now, you can say, okay, this has so much percentage to do with, you know, why it's changing and there's only so much we could do as human beings, blah, blah, blah. If it's 1%, we could we should do it. Right. Even on the lowest expectation, on the lowest, you know, uh, estimate of what human beings are responsible for, we should still do that. I personally think we are much more responsible than we are than than that, but just you know, we should do the what we can because it's the right thing to do. How about that? Yeah, how about that? I'm with you. Are we you. greedy and do we want money more in businesses or do we want you know life well, and a place to live? <laughs> it seems that the answer is kind of clear right now. Yeah, unfortunately. So, which leads me to what's not good, which is I think I said this week twice to two or three different people and I know I tweeted it I feel like I cannot be outraged 24 hours a day seven days a week yet here we are 
I didn't see that. There's so much to be angry about. I know. And frustrated about because people aren't just doing what is right. Is something, are you talking about something in, is something specifically or just everything's mom? I'm talking no. about everything. Yeah, well. <laughs> the, the people who are running countries, the people who are leaders, the people who are running businesses, the people who are making, you know, decisions regarding their neighbor and their fellow human beings every day. Think about other people other than yourself every now and then. I know. It's just so frustrating that. People Everything suck. seems to be going downhill, and I know this was like, what, a week or two weeks ago that I was like, everything is awesome. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Everyone sucks. Yeah. How about that? That's yeah. that's my new philosophy on this. And, and not everyone. Obviously, I'm being, you know, hyperbolic, but come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I can't be angry all the time and outraged at this stuff, but I feel like somebody needs to be. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't appear that people are, well, I don't know. People are angry, but what are we doing about it? What can yeah, we do about I, it? That's 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 the issue. I think the outrage is leading to people yelling at each other instead of, hey, yes. how can we solve this problem? What can we do to work together to get the best solution for everyone, like humanity and the planet involved? That's Our goal should be you know, the next generation. What are we doing for them? I mean, and this is sounding ridiculous, and I'm probably going to, you know, listen back to this and go, I'm an idiot. I, I'll be honest with you. I saw my daughter sitting there eating cereal at breakfast this morning. She's six before she got, went to school, which finally, after the hurricane, you know, she they were out of school for three days here, which um, wow. I know is, is nothing compared to, you know, places in Florida and Houston where it's, you know, people's lives have been just devastated. But they we were, we were out for three days here in Atlanta because of a hurricane, which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, but I'm sitting there watching her eat breakfast and I'm like, you know, she has no clue about everything that's going on in the world and all this stuff. And even though she will eventually, you know, grow up and learn about this stuff, you know, it's really good to be dumb. Well, yeah. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. (laughs) Yes, it really is. Yeah. It's easier on, and that is the wrong approach to say, well, if I just don't know about it, I just, you know, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. That oh, is yeah. that is the insulating yourself and being selfish. So I'm not trying to be that. Yep. But it's like we have too much access to too much information all the time and everything is bad and falling apart around us on a daily basis. It is a horror show. What is going on in the world? I know. Yeah, that's what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago when I said, you know, I don't I just turned myself off to all politics after the election and i can't really do that i mean i have to pay attention but that's what you feel like doing yes and it's it's it goes beyond that i mean it's the weather and all this stuff it's just craziness (laughs) i don't and i i'm i'm laughing just because what else can you what else can you do it sometimes i mean i speaking of outrage yes i had a (laughs) I had to call because the storm uh, came through and knocked power out. Uh, we, we only lost power for like a day, so we were very fortunate. I'm thankful for that because I know people still don't have power right. around Atlanta, in the Atlanta oh, area, really? areas, to, um, much less, you know, you go like South Florida and people don't have anything anymore. Everything is gone. I know it. It's um, just devastating. It's Houston and all that stuff. But we lost power for a day, and I'm trying to call the phone company because um, – our security system uses a landline. Yeah, I'm old, still have a landline in my house. Yeah. That's a, that's an old-timey copper phone line for people, you know, younger than 30. Yeah. What am I saying? Nobody under 30 is listening to this. So younger than the landline's 40, out. Maybe. Yep. 
pretty much. <laughs> so the landline's out, and the security system is like freaking out and going, hey. And so when it loses connection to the landline, it will beep like every three seconds. Oh, yeah. That's Just not annoying. Sound. Not at all. <laughs> and so I call, uh, I call the security system and say, the security company and say, hey, you know, was this going on, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, it's... I just I just wanted to make sure it was the phone line because I'm pretty sure that's what it was because you can type in codes and it'll tell you you know what the what the trouble is mm-hmm. and I'm like is this what this means and they're like yes so I call the phone company AT and T and I get this first off it takes me like 15 minutes to find the number to call them on the phone so start they want off to do good. everything yeah everything they possibly can to they're a phone company originally yeah. now they're a communications company with the internet and the TV and all that stuff and direct TV and all that business but they're at the heart they're a communications company they do not want to communicate with you their own customer no. they will go out of their way to do everything they can to have a human being talk to a human being and I think that is one of the major issues with our society yeah. is people don't just talk to each other face to face or on the phone person to person anymore no companies do that really it's oh well, I guess some small this, town companies do, but yeah. But this goes to a new level of oh. trying to avoid customer interaction. So I hadn't had to call them in forever, thankfully, because everything's been working. So I get this robot guy, you know, and it's obviously you know not a real person. Yeah. And he's like, "What can I help you with today?" And I was like, "You know, I need a repair. I need the repair service." And obviously, I know it's a robot, so I'm trying to give it the keyword. So I'm just saying repair. Mm-hmm. And the voice comes back and says, you know, you can speak to me in real sentences. In the most condescending way, I wanted to throw my phone, because I'm calling on my cell phone, I wanted to just throw it and stomp on it. Because I'm like, are you kidding me? This robot is condescending to me. Who do you think you are, robot? Come on. Do you know who I am? (laughs) That's no. (laughs) It has nothing to do with who I am. Well, you're a human is what I meant. Yes, I'm a human. You're a robot. And wow, I've never I, heard that. I don't want, I don't want to get into robo-human interact, you know, socio-economic politics yes. of robo- robots yeah. versus humans uh, anyway. Yeah, we better but not this, go there. This this was a condescending robot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I've never heard that one. And, and I was so I said, I would like to talk to someone in the repair department. He's like, "Hold on, let me check on that." And then the thing, the new thing that I hadn't heard before, which is the the worst. It's like the keyboard sounds of someone type it's like the sound of someone typing on a keyboard sure. in the background like this robot is trying to enter information into a computer and it's like has an effect on it to make it sound like it's sort of distant so it's like you really? can hear typing in the background like the robot is a real person trying to type in the information to look up my information so in other Which words trying was a to new fool one on me. you to thinking that yes how stupid yes. do they think we? How stupid do these robots think we are? Or this AT&T? obviously pretty stupid. Yeah, obviously pretty stupid. I so, I could not believe it at first when you said that. I thought you were talking about when they. It's obviously um, computerized because it, it makes a beep like, but you're talking about actual clicking keyboards like when you get your clickety clack out. You're talking about yeah. It actual sounded like this. Keyboard. It sounded like this. Hey, what can I help you with? Oh, let me look that information up for you. I see here that you have a da-da-da-da. Oh, let me transfer you to... Oh, one second. Exactly like that. Oh, that is bad. I was thinking... Do you know what I'm talking about with the beeps? 
I've heard yes, that but, where it's obvious. See that, that this yeah. didn't this didn't even have that. This they are going way overboard trying to get people to think this is a real person they're talking to. Yeah, that's that seems insane. And here's the thing. I give my I finally break down and give my information to this stupid robot <laughs> to try to say just try to get forward with I'm trying to give it I'm trying to get I'm trying to figure out the keywords to say and the key information to give it to actually get me to a person the quickest. I'm trying to solve it's like solving a puzzle when you're trying to call customer service. Yeah, but you don't it's need like an intelli- It's like, how Jason. smart are you? Can you figure this out? You, you, can, I, you know you can talk to me in complete sentences. You know you can talk to me in complete sentences. <laughs> and I... Wow. So they transfer me to customer service. Customer service was a different robot, a lady robot this time. She was, she was much nicer. She wasn't condescending robot lady. She was pretty nice. Didn't have the keyboard strokes either, so I was okay. I was like, oh, this is an upgrade. Yeah, Then definitely. they transfer me to repair, and then the robot in repair, a third different robot who didn't understand full sentences was basically just keywords, was <laughs> asking me, because I, I started talking in complete sentences. I was like, I need to talk to someone in repair, and the robot was like, please just say repair, sales, oh, no. or you know something else. It went through the list, and so I said repair, and it transfers me back to the repair department, and I finally got a guy... This was like 10 minutes on the phone. I want them to put me on hold for 10 minutes so I'm not frustrated talking to robots. Yeah, and when you want that, it's really bad. Because that's all this system is. Because after repeating this information to two different robots, then I get to the actual person, and what's the first thing they say is? What's the first thing they say to me? Can I have your name and your, in yeah. the, number, the address you're calling from and the number you want, you know, the number you're having trouble with? It's all the information yeah. three different times. The robots are only a distraction to keep people from talking to people. Yeah. The robot revolution has occurred and we didn't even see it. Yeah. We don't even we haven't even realized yet that it's happened. Robots have taken over. It sounds like they still need to be doing some streamlining though. Stream streamlining to get the robots on the same degree of um, intelligence. It sounds like once you get to the third level He's not. He doesn't want your sentences anymore. Yeah, I. So there. It's just super frustrating. Sounds like they're experimenting. Thirty minutes. So you'd rather be on hold for thirty minutes than listen to the robots? Oh, absolutely. I would rather be on hold for thirty minutes than try to talk to this robot for five minutes because I can put the phone down and I can hear the music or whatever they got going in the background. Here's the other thing about the hold. I hate when they interrupt every two to three minutes or less. Sometimes it's forty-five seconds. Sometimes it's thirty seconds of. Hey, we just want you to know, blah, 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 we're still here. We're, we'll get to you to somebody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I haven't hung the phone up, so I know you're still yeah. there. Your call Play is very music. important to us. I'm wondering, do you not have the budget to afford on-hold music? What, what is, I don't understand why no, they No, because they're putting all their budget into robots. Yeah, I don't understand why they think it's a good idea to move from the hold music, which worked fine for since the invention of the telephone system <laughs> yeah. and customer service, to in the last several years where it's all, I got to interrupt because look, I'm putting the phone on speaker and I'm sitting it down and I'm going to do other things. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I may even forget I'm on the phone, but I hear that music. And when that interrupts and I hear the click and I hear a voice, I pick it up. Yeah. Yep. That's I don't how care I, if it's an hour. Yeah. I'm the same with hold. If, if, especially if I can carry my phone around cause I don't have a landline, but right. I got my headphones in and I'm just doing other stuff. It's it's way better yeah. than having to go through screen after not screen but call after call with robots. 
or yes. with humans and, I mean, for that matter. If they're just going to let's keep putting you at other people or robots. And let's face it, who who does have a landline anymore besides me? I probably not many people. Well, my my folks do. <laughs> <laughs> what are they in their sixties? Um, nope, seventies. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, eighty better. this this month, eighty. Wow, that's great. Yeah, but they do have a landline. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> So in all of this, so this is AT&T, but do we have any updates yes. on insurance? Uh, yeah, actually, I do have a, I'd like to kind of close oh. the circle on the insurance because I went to the neurologist this week for a follow-up, you know, check on this stuff that happened in December. Yes. And I got to go MRI and blood tests and stuff like that. Um, but the most important part of the visit was when the neurologist told, he said, you know, you didn't do these tests back in January when we ordered them. I was like, yeah, I was fighting with the insurance and all that stuff. And if you want no more backstory on that, go listen to our 70-something podcast <laughs> or whatever that we got. Because half of them have me talking about insurance. Uh, but he said, oh, he goes, have you changed insurance now? And I said, yes. And he asked me who I had before. And I said, Aetna. And he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh. He goes, and by the way, there are several others that are just as bad. He said, Medicare and Medicaid may have their issues when you're dealing with the government. He goes, I deal with this every single day. He said, privatize insurance and insurance for profit companies. He said, it's the worst. He yep. goes, we would be, the medical and the healthcare industry would be so much better off if we got rid of them, even dealing with just the government on this. He goes, it is, he goes I am a Republican. I am a conservative person, both, you know, economically and socially. I have, you know, social views. I'm on that side of things. He goes, the fact that we don't have universal health care and this isn't worked out and the government doesn't, and it's not you know, a right for everybody is ridiculous. He goes, it's the worst thing in our, <laughs> our country right now is these insurance companies. And I went, yes. Yes. I am vindicated, finally. Insurance companies suck. Affirmation baby. Yes, from somebody who has to deal with it. And not only just yeah. somebody, he's not just some regular doctor. He's a brain doctor. Exactly. Which makes him smarter, doesn't it? Isn't that how that works? Yes, that is exactly how that works. Awesome. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Yeah, well, the <sighs> it is true that Medicare and Medicaid have their issues, but they are easier to deal with than companies like Aetna. Right. Yeah, and he said Humana was the worst. Humana the is I'm the just worst. Call, I'm just throwing it out there. He said they're terrible. As far as physical therapy goes, Humana is the worst. That's all. That's pretty much what I can speak to. They're okay. terrible. And I use, I have Blue Cross Blue Shield now, and they have been the best by far I've had. Because I had them before, and then because job changes and changing insurance, we're like, oh, we'll try this. You know, this seems like a better deal. No. Blue Cross Blue Shield is not the cheapest. No. But is by far the best that I've run into, that I've personally used. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good as far as those privatized companies go. I almost thought I had to use my insurance and go to the emergency room uh, this week, too, during that storm. Why? What happened? This is a segue. I, um, I was <laughs> driving out, which, which was stupid. I was driving um, out to the store on Monday night after the power went. I was like, well, if, if the power's going to be out for a while, I need to go get some batteries, make sure we got plenty of batteries for flashlights and stuff. Because at that point, some people were saying it could be out for the rest of the week. Yeah. And some people still in the county that I live in didn't have power as of last night when I talked to them. So it's, you know, it's, it's been kind of crazy. 
Um, nothing like, you know, Florida or Houston, right. obviously, but, you know. You don't have a generator, you're, you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't live in the country. Well, I'm thinking of getting no. a generator. Anyway. Actually, I thought about it. I thought about it after this because power is usually pretty good. Electricity is pretty usually usually pretty reliable where I live, so that's why I hadn't worried about it. Yep. Um, but So I'm driving, and I'm like trees down everywhere, and like it's it's the most like trees and limbs and leaves on the road and laying down that I've ever seen in my nearly 20 years of living here in the Atlanta area. It This was the worst like wind, rain, tropical. I mean, it's a tropical storm. It's crazy. Um, and so I'm driving down this back road and it's just, this is probably, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. So it's dark already. And all of a sudden this electrical cable that it like one of the power lines that had fallen uh-huh. comes up flying and like slams into my windshield. Oh, and so no. I like drove through it and it's like psh, and flies over the top of the car. And I was like, I can't be good. No. And, but I just, it was fine. I Did it driving. crack your windshield at all? No, it scared the crap out of me, though. I'll say that. I bet. Um, so did you, did you have any close calls or anything happen this week? Um, no, nah, you know, just I almost choked to death on a piece of meat. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no So to continue from the last segment, even though we're in a different segment now, I would like to keep yelling and ranting if that's okay with you. Sure, L- rant, rant. Because I have this, I have to get this outrage out of me so it does not consume me. Okay, yeah, that's important. Uh, yes, I agree. Venting is good. You should you should yell at stuff every now and then. You should certainly yell at stuff that is not another person. You should talk to another person and try to understand them. You should yell about things like principles and concepts and things that are happening that are should be outraged should you know should people should get angry at does that make sense yes so yell all you want as long as you don't yell at me jason okay well i'm yelling i'm not just understand i'm not yelling at you and i'm not yelling at the listener i'm just yelling in general yes at things at things that are not right wrong things Speaking of which, I just said, you know, does that make sense? Whenever you have to say that at the end of a sentence, that usually means you didn't explain what you were saying very well. Because yeah, you, you I, even think you didn't explain it very well as it's coming out of your mouth. I, I tend to say that a lot, so I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. What was I mad about? Oh, yeah. Um, I got this thing. We talk about, you know, marketing. And when I say marketing in a bad way, I'm talking about like the scam stuff. Yeah, it's the yep. it's the digital age version, the internet age version of people selling, you know, stuff off the back of a truck in the old west, and they just go from town to town. It's it's that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Yes, it makes sense. So, I got this thing in the mail this week that was an envelope, and it's an envelope, regular envelope, you know, standard. What are the envelope numbers? And is it like A two or E seven, something like that. Oh, A2. I think it's A2. Yeah. A business. Um, a business. Yeah, envelope? standard business, you know, you know, basically, you know, horizontal, wide, kind of rectangle. <laughs> okay. And it's, but it's like Manila. Is Manila a color or is that, when this, people say Manila envelope, is it the color of the envelope or is it the style or is it the size? 
Because I always assume Manila means it's the color. Ah. It's like that yellowish, brownish base. That's what I think of. But I'm not 100% sure. That's what I think of when I hear Manila. But you might, it might be the actual size with the, with the clips, the the, poke the clips through the hole and fold the clips over. That might be a Manila envelope. That's why I wanted to get into this because I honestly didn't feel like looking it up is what I'm saying. Yeah. So this, this came in a non-Manila envelope. This was a non-Manila, Manila-colored envelope. Oh, okay. Because it was it. that it was that brownish, you know, yellowish yes. Manila envelope color, but it was a regular envelope. And, and it was you know, more of a I rectangle, s- not a square. That is correct. Absolutely a rectangle. Okay. Not a rhomboid. You know, it, was, it was really like a 21 by 9 resolution envelope, I would say. <laughs> Maybe even more than that. But 21, 21 by 9 is, you know, the pretty much the, you know, the closest we have. Um, he lost me at age. 21. <laughs> so this envelope I get, the reason why I get into the color of it and the shape of it, because it's important. Because when you get an envelope of that color and that shape, you think, okay, this stands out from other white envelopes. There's something about this that's mm-hmm. trying to say it's more, it's trying to announce, hey, I'm more important. It's did trying it to have, come across as official. Did it have the fake Cursive handwriting that's obviously done by a printer. It did not. But that it says, did have hey, the, I'm your old time friend and I'm writing in yeah. handwritten. Oh, no. This was trying to be official government oh, okay. document right. type because it had in the red, like fake, like rubber red stamp oh, yes. font with uh-huh. the like sort of faded out edge around it. So it's like this stamp's been used a lot because it's, it's like aged in certain spots and some of the like letters are missing and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. Um, it had, um, Important document, urgent, final notice, all mm-hmm. stamped on the front of this. I've got different, these. like in, in like haphazard ways. The new thing about this that really made me roll my eyes and go, "Are you kidding me?" And this is where the outrage comes in. The return address on the envelope was thirteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington D.C. <laughs> Which really can, they can, they can get away with that if they have a post office box at that address i'm sure they can or if they have like a little storefront they they have to it has to be i would think they couldn't mail it through the postal service without it being an actual return they could put a fake return address on there and have it be not be caught by somebody i would think so they probably have this like this little pop-up you know shop at 1300 pennsylvania avenue trying obviously trying to fool people to think oh this is from the government this is because honestly i saw a thing this week that said 25 percent of Americans polled could not name one single branch of the government, which Whoa. is unbelievable to me. But like, yeah. it, but it, it got up into like 46, 50 something percent that couldn't name all three. And I'm thinking, how wow. do we have roughly, I mean, I know it's a poll and whatever, but it was something CNN did. So Saliza involved. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. But if 50% of Americans in general cannot name all three branches of our government and 25% roughly can't name one, don't you think that some people are going to be fooled when they say 1300 Pennsylvania Avenue and think, oh, this may be from the White House, which is obviously 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? You know what? It, I guess, are you really surprised at those poll numbers? 25 if it is true that 25% of Americans cannot name one single branch of the government yes i am shocked 
That seems ridiculous. That, Not, that, nothing shocks I me mean, anymore. Are you about, kidding me? Ugh. Yeah, it that is, shocked me. Okay, so that. All right, so this is this is coming from the White House. This envelope, this Manila non-Manila envelope, is coming yes. from the White House. Are you, are you sure this isn't you know backlash over what you did at, on the White House tour? <laughs> well, I, I I did open it, and I will tell you the contents of it in just a minute. Okay, but I do want to point out that. Um, some of the latest polls were what, like 25, 26% of people still support our current president. Mm-hmm. So they might be that, the, well. I'll, that might be the same 25% yes. that can't name a single branch of the government. It could be. Anyway, I'm not casting dispersions no, on anybody. Just, you know, exactly. Stating facts. Facts. So I opened the envelope and it is a used car dealership local to where I live that has a this is this was a new thing on me too it has a pull tab on the front with like a plastic like label maker looking thing that you're supposed to pull the tab out and it's supposed to like spin this thing and if it lands on a certain number like you might win something so it's like they built a lottery game into this envelope and stuck it on the front of it it was the most what? ridiculous cheesy looking thing I've ever gotten in the mail like marketing wise. It was it was awful. So did you did you play the game or did you throw it away? <laughs> I threw it away. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you didn't play, huh? I just the new it, just trying to fool people by putting yeah. official sounding and here's the thing, even if people know sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue is the actual address of the White House and right. who from the White House is gonna be sending you something in the mail personally anyway, forget that. Uh, not me, anyway. They're not going to be sending me anything. But not me. The fact, the fact that it subconsciously puts in your mind important, important, important. Because when you hear mm-hmm. 1300 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. on an official, on a quote-unquote official document, your brain automatically jumps to... Government. Oh, this is probably important in your subconscious. Yeah. So to try to psychologically fool people like that is wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. We've definitely been here with this marketing thing. It is wrong. Yes, I've gotten these so, envelopes too, but I I don't I don't think I've gotten one quite like that. Yeah, this was a new one on me. It had all it had everything. They just like you know they hit for the cycle in the crappy marketing version of this of direct mail. It was terrible. It sounds terrible. Yes, and when you you know. 1300 Pennsylvania Avenue, yes, is not 1600, but still, if I hear anything in the 13, 15, if you said 1400, I might have thought it was the White House. I don't remember exactly 1600. So they're trying to make you think that they're coming from, like you said, something in some place important. Yes, you have to open this. It's final notice, urgent documents enclosed. Yeah, I've had those. And I know right off the bat what they are. Yeah, oh, yeah. I always try. I always open them just to get a laugh at what's inside. Mm-hmm. And the 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 game, the the gamification, the lottery. You know, the scratch off basically lottery with the pull tab and the numbers was a whole <laughs> new thing that I hadn't seen either. So they they went above and beyond. That thing had to cost money. If yep. that thing had to cost more than just like a regular letter, my they're, they're, my question now is who are they fooling? Number one and 
can I meet some of these people that fell for this? Yeah, I was going to say they're tap. It sounds like they're trying to tap into the people that play the lottery. Yeah, so they might might have got twenty five percent of the yeah. people that got the letter yeah. to fall for it. They might have. But here's the thing: I am not. I am now not going to do business with that company. I don't care if they say I'm giving you a car at half price. Well, this is like welcome to delicious. Yes, this is this is absolutely welcome to delicious. Welcome to deception. How about that? Yeah, I like that you you know gamification. I haven't heard that word before. Gamification. I might have made that up. I'm not even sure. I like it. <laughs> okay. You've been gamified. The, have you seen this thing about PETA suing the monkey selfie guy? No. No. What is this? Monkey sel- What's monkey selfie guy? It's a photographer. I can't remember where he was, but like a, a monkey grabbed his camera. Or he handed it to the monkey, and the monkey took a picture. The monkey took a selfie of itself. It's a famous picture. Oh, I'm okay, sure yeah, I saw that. It's like a gray-faced monkey with, like, smiling. It's it showing looks, his it's, teeth. It's is... really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool picture. Since the monkey took the picture, PETA is suing the photographer that, you know, published the picture, because he has the right to the picture, uh-huh. taken with his camera, yep. for the monkey saying that, trying to get all the funds, any kind of profits or proceeds off of that picture would go to the monkey. <laughs> oh, I'm all for protecting Peter. animals and I'm all for, you know, we should, you know, take care of animals and, yes. and treat them right and, and no animal should ever be abused, anything like that. Animals are not people. What is PETA doing? It's... They're shooting their own self in the foot. They're they're hurting. I think they're hurting their own self when they go out and do something ridiculous like yeah. this. People, so people are, usually have visceral reactions to PETA, one way yeah. or the other. But I when agree. very polarizing, yeah. But when you do stuff like this, you only make you're not changing those reactions. Let's just put it that way. You are making those oh, no. reactions worse. Like you may I'm be pushing not a big, some of the people that support you to the other side. Yeah, th- this is the type of stuff that could. Maybe 10 years ago, I would probably say that I would, I would, I never joined Peter or anything, but I could get behind some of the stuff that they were doing. But quickly, and I don't remember exactly what it was, quickly thereafter, I'm like, no, this is a little bit too much for me. See ya, Peter. Yeah. See ya, Peter. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good line. I like that. <laughs> so, and ever since then, I've just rolled my eyes when they do stuff. Some of the stuff they do is good. Um, yes. But this... Th- this is ridiculous. This isn't worth anybody's time. Who's paying? No. So Peter's going to pay the um, the legal fees for this? They had to. They had to hire a lawyer to go to court. It ended up the guy, the photographer guy settled and said, I'll get paid like 25%. Here's that number again. 25% yeah. of any kind of profits from this go to some charity or something like that. I, I didn't honestly read any more of it because I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever I've seen today. And, you know, obviously that was topped the next day. So, <laughs> but yeah, right. So PETA's actual claim was since the monkey took the selfie, the monkey was self-aware enough to know that it's his, he has the right to that property. You're violating the rights of that monkey by not giving him the profits from his, you know, creative endeavors. Yeah. Is that what they're, come on. That monkey doesn't want that money. He doesn't care. Let me give the you a monkey. hint. That monkey doesn't know what money is. I don't know. He's Maybe. not going to go spend it anywhere. Is this monkey Reginald? 
It's possible. It, they mean, didn't. They didn't. It, the monkey was not named. That's true. Well, I mean, that monkey could be buying some suits. Yes. And maybe like a little dog to ride around on. Yeah. Or a little car to drive. I mean, I. Okay, now when that happens, then I get a little. I, I could see Peta's claiming that kind yeah. of thing, but I not think this. I've changed my mind on this. <laughs> no, get out of here with this stuff. You are hurting your ultimate goal and mission by all this side crap. Mm-hmm. Just focus on you know everybody take care of animals. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard like some horror stories about people abandoning animals and hurricanes and stuff like that. We should treat animals with respect. So I'm for that in general, obviously. But some people in PETA take this way too far, like you said, and it becomes laughable and it makes me want to go, I don't want to support you at all because you do so stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, that I think we're seeing that kind of a lot lately in the resident at 1600. You know? like Yeah, that's true. The more everything becomes laughable and nobody takes you seriously. Yes. Well, it, here's the thing. It's like it, crying wolf story. The boy exactly. who cried wolf. And in, and in this case, you end up with someone who says such stupid stuff all the time that even when... So if you ever come along and say something that is not 100% stupid, maybe it's 75% stupid, people go, oh, I can get behind that. Yeah. Because they're, the bar is so, so high. Or high, yeah. yeah. Lower high, high. Yeah, 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 one way. It's an extreme. Extreme. One way or the other. Either we're limboing or we're doing you know, the Fosbury flop. We're one or the other. So you're saying basically that PETA should really just do what the ASPCA does. Yes. Yeah. Get out of here. See ya, PETA. Yeah, see ya, PETA. Now, speaking of monkeys. Okay. Did I see... Now, please tell me I have my information wrong. But I swear I saw something about... Martin Screlly getting sent to jail because he offered to pay $5,000 for a lock of Hillary Clinton's hair? You're wrong. I'm wrong. This is good. I'm wrong. No, I'm, I'm just telling you. You said tell me you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> you're absolutely 100% right. That's what I read too. What? Yeah. Yeah. So it, he, What did we say before? Snake? He looks like a weasel. Yeah. You can just tell just the... it. Here's an dude, example of somebody that on. is just stupid. I agree. I agree. Can't I, you keep your mouth shut? Was it this... He wasn't... He didn't have jail time and then... No, he was out on bail. Five million dollars worth of bail. Yeah. And then they decided when he did that that... Nope. That's just You're stupid. Going You're going to jail. Yeah. And I think I read that his trial, they were supposed to have a verdict in mid-January, is what they're expecting. And the article that I read said he'll basically stay in until then. He'll stay in at least until then. And if he's convicted, he'll stay in far after that. But he posted this on Facebook. And then the next day went back and said, obviously, I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's, it's satirical. And I'm like, I, I don't know if you were. I think I your lawyer even, asked you to put yeah, that. Yeah, and I don't you know, understand how that's even funny. Why, what do you mean you're joking? What's the joke? Yeah, I think the judge said, this is not funny at all. How can you say it's a joke? I mean, the exactly. The judge was like, that's my not, thought. get out of here with this crap. Yeah, exactly. It, this dude, this is a roundabout way to the right result, which is he is in prison. Mm-hmm. And 
hopefully these jurors, you know, this is the this is the ones we read a few weeks right. ago. This is the yeah. don't respect don't disrespect the Wu Tang Clan. This yeah. is that case. Hopefully, they got some people in the jury who are. I don't know if he's guilty of what he is being accused of in this court case. Yes, he is guilty of so many other things that there is no question that he should be in prison. Right. Absolutely. So I, I don't, I mean, say whatever you want to about me for thinking that way, but it's... I agree with the, you. This is the right end result. I agree with you, but is that the these jurors' duty? Is it the jurors' duty, duty to look over the facts of that case only? Well, I will tell you this. I am way into the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Okay. So I would not be good on a jury or as a lawyer, even though I have... Actually, I would be a very ethical lawyer or judge in that I would approach things like not, okay, you get off on this technicality because this, you know, 7.34B, you know, you know, subset of the law of this rule allows you to get away with this technicality. I would throw all that out and be like, you did this or you had intent to do this. Get out of here. You're going to prison. That's, it's... Yeah. Your intent and the spirit and what you're trying to do is more important than the actual letter of the law to me. Because it's interpretation of the law. You should be able to interpret the law based on that's, – that's the whole – I mean, if it was all just black and white, you know, letter of the law, this is mm-hmm. the way it's written, and you, you get off on – I think I don't think anybody should get off on technicalities. Or I don't think anybody it, should be convicted on technicalities. It happens all I think the it time. should be – I know, and that's the problem. We I have know. too many people who look at – I think the lawyers and the judges, their job should ultimately be interpret the law and comp- and apply it to that particular circumstance at the time. Yeah, and, and that s- means involving the spirit of the law to me. So you're saying that if you were a jury on the Screlly case, you would kind of be looking for some sort of loophole to make him guilty of something that he may not be guilty of because of his I wouldn't even previous... be looking at the loophole. Okay, you, you'd just be I like, would be like, yeah. I would be in that jury room saying, you know, this guy's a weasel. Yeah. He, he's got to, he needs to be held accountable for what he has done. Whether yeah. it's this particular case, this is the O.J. Simpson situation. Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. I don't know how guilty he was of when he went for, you know, robbing his own stuff or whatever happened mm-hmm. with the attempted armed robbery or whatever um, years ago. And he's out now, right? He just recently got released, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he's released, but he was ordered to be released. I don't know when he was supposed to be released. Soon, though. Right. And that's a situation of, I mean, come on. I know. We all know what happened. Or at least it is an overwhelming abundance of we know what happened. And sure seems I, that way, yes. Well, when you come out with a book that says, if, <laughs> if I, I did, did it, it, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. What are you doing? Well, that, yeah, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. Just, what are you doing? I, Why are you bringing more attention to it? Yeah. Well, so the situation to me is I don't know how many jurors on the OJ case when he was actually convicted and went to, to jail. I don't know how many of them were in that jury room come on, going, you know. He may have done this, but he it's much more likely he did this other horrible thing years ago and got off. Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the juror this this is the justice system version of the lifetime 
Oscar yeah. award. It's <laughs> just like when they gave going. they give an Oscar to Jack Palance, like, you know, whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago for, you know, City, City Slickers. City Slickers, yeah. When he should have won a few more times before that, but he hadn't, so they gave it to him then. It's yeah. it's the it's the reverse. It's the, of we're that. looking at the body of the career as much as we are just this last episode. Yep. It, there should be some cumulative cumulative effect. Is yes. what you what you're saying for Screlly and Simpson and these people, these if, people, yeah, you people, <laughs> all people. Yeah. yeah. If if it's if what we assume and what the majority of people, you know, are relatively sure of, and this is why I should never be a judge or lawyer because this is the honestly the wrong way to look at it. The system doesn't really work this way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's right in terms of you know just right and wrong. Yeah. If if they got all if if it's generally believed they got away with something before that was egregious, then you take the opportunity to punish them now for that. And Oh yeah, the system probably definitely wrong. doesn't work that way. But I'm with you. No, but it's 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 like people call it karma or whatever you want to call it, the universe, you know, yeah. whatever you want to say. It's I don't know. Uh, you and I should be judges on not a not you know, I would like to be a judge with you because I think we would probably come down with very similar um Punishments for for people. rulings, yeah. yeah. We should have we should do a segment of our podcast where people can write in stuff and, and admit to things. You know, this would be anonymous, mm-hmm. and then we could we could say, "Here's your, you know, we're gonna we're gonna rule on this, and yes. we're gonna mete out justice, and here's the here's the, you know what you have to do. Here's your here's your here's your punishment, or here's your reward." Sounds good to me. I'm in. Yeah, sure. That's not happening. <laughs> And then, Speaking of right and wrong, one more thing. Oh, okay. This NCAA Houston shoes Kelvin Sampson thing. Yeah. I don't know how much of it was the athletic or associate athletic director at Houston's issue of coming out and saying we're afraid that if we give shoes and you know clothing to people that were affected by Harvey, that the NCAA will hit us with a violation years from now if one of those people happened to be you know end up being a recruit. Yeah, so that's that the background, the dumbest, right? That's the background that the, of it. Yes, the, the Houston football coach, University was it? of Houston, University basketball of, coach, basketball coach wanted to give shoes to victims of Harvey. Yeah, and clothes and you know items. He was yeah. taking donations and he was going to pass them along. And the either the athletic director, the associate athletic director, I think uh, I can't remember her name, or the someone from the NCAA was like, "We don't know about this. This may be a violation of our rules to give this stuff because a future person, someone, you know, a teenager or a you know preteen that you give this to, may actually you know be good at basketball and yeah. be recruited in a few years, and they this would be unfavorable. This would be an unfair advantage to the University of Houston because you gave them something when they needed it." That yeah, that is. the fact that that had. I don't care if it's the NCAA because the NCAA ultimately is to blame with this because of their stupid rules and the way they look at stuff. This mm-hmm. is this is another spirit of the law versus the letter of the law that yes. they put our rules. They put they put their rules and laws above actual human beings and the welfare of people. Yeah. So it's ultimately their fault whether they said this or it was just the athletic director presuming this. 
that they would make someone in an, in a, an athletic director at a university actually have to consider that is wrong. And sh- this is another reason why the NCAA should be disbanded. And yeah. amateur athletes should be paid and these schools making all this money off of people. And don't think for a second that the NCAA is not making money off of these schools too and all this stuff. Is it is it really NCAA problem or is it the fault of our judicial system that NCAA is so scared of that they're going to have rules come down years from now or punishments years from now? No, the NCAA is just stupid and greedy. Yep, I agree. I was trying to play has, devil's they, advocate, they, but it didn't work. Because oh, <laughs> no. I don't believe it at no. all. <laughs> That kind of makes it difficult. Now, the NCAA can set their own rules. They're an institution. They can do whatever they want. They could change the rules tomorrow. Yeah, I know. They're, Are they gonna? Heck no. They're they're evil. They're just they're up there with insurance. Yes, I agree. So mm-hmm. we got NCAA, PETA, insurance, bad you know scam marketing, AT and T phone robots, yeah, <laughs> customer service. We've kind of you know Martin Screlly. We we hit the grand slam of outrage this week. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Definitely, we have. And inside the park one, even. <laughs> I love the baseball metaphors. Yes, I'm trying to throw those in there and see who catches you, you it. You had a cycle. You baseball. said cycle earlier. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hiya, pals. We hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. If you would like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our new website at So do we have any feedback after all that outrage? Yes, we do. And, you know, it'll probably be a little bit lighter, which would be good. Yeah, Um, that's that's probably good after this last 30 minutes or so. Yeah, we'll kick it off with just a general comment about last week's episode from Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop. He says, good job this week. You are almost back to being a lawnmower podcast. I need about 20 (laughs) 20 minutes more to finish the trimming and edging. I'm already in a better mood. Yes. I guess we should have went longer with our Ozark spoiler, huh? Maybe that yeah. would have got maybe that would have got it for Patrick yes. Smitty Scoop. And then Jen Babish at J Babs Sports Chick. She sent us a tweet by a gentleman named Van R. Newkirk the second at mm-hmm. five fifths. I think he's a writer. I looked at his profile or whatever he's a writer for the atlantic anyway he tweeted this out and jen babish tweeted it to us um he said my great grandma didn't eat food from anyone whose kitchen she hadn't seen and she'd lived to be 96 that is vindication right there for me well i'm not sure the original context of that you know the tweet the original tweet what the context was but it seems to fit your general theory jason yeah it's pretty clear to me what the context is well maybe she Maybe she's just a germaphobe and wanted to see the condition of the kitchen, which could be the I'd same I say it's thing. a smart woman. Yeah, smart and woman. And she had longevity. She yeah, lived she a long did. life. Um, um, I have a question about this, though. Okay. How does one decide to go with 
the second, like he's got the two, like, you know, two eyes after his name. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, basically, you know, Roman numeral two or junior. Cause isn't that the same thing? Oh, well, don't you think the second is, and the third is more sophisticated than junior? Do you think that? Yeah, that... but I'm wondering, because, I mean, Dale Earnhardt the second doesn't have the same sound as Dale Earnhardt Jr. No, it doesn't. So I guess it's kind of what crowd you're trying to play to, because, I mean, obviously the Atlantic, a writer for the Atlantic right. and a NASCAR driver are two vastly different audiences that they're appealing yeah. to. And I think that's exactly what it is. They're hmm. the level of, what, how do you want to present yourself? So what's Donald Trump's, it, he goes by junior, right? Does he? I think he does. Donald J. Trump Jr.? I don't think he's the second. In in in, in there a kid named after him? In, 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 doesn't, he have, doesn't he have a kid named after his own self? I think, that, I think he does. I think he does, yeah. Okay. And I think it's Don Jr. That's Junior. how they refer to him. Yep, okay. Not not Don 2. Not Don 2, no. And then you get into like RG3. Yeah. Robert Griffin the third, which is a whole other, you know, ball of outrage. So, but what what would you call, if you don't, what do you call him then? Robert Griffin Jr. Jr.? Junior Jr., yeah. Or Junior Squared? Robert Griffin the second Jr. Okay. So I would see, I could see how the third would, would be easier. Yeah, the third, I mean, that kind of answers the question by itself, but... The second and junior. I'd be curious if we have anybody out there who's a second or a junior and what they go by. I often get letters to me addressed to my name, the second, which is Are not true. Are you the second? <laughs> no. Okay. Now, I'm the original, baby. <laughs> Jason Jr. does have a better ring to it than Jason the second. J and J, alliteration, no, baby. See, no, 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 no. Jason Jr. sounds like... Um, <laughs> Uh, some sort of let me see how, what what could this be what what product would Jason Junior the Jason Junior this is like a, the Jason is like something to open up a jar with and this oh. is the smaller version that they give you for free buy the Jason and you'll get the Jason Junior for free it's that that kind of or burger yeah, it could be fast food okay the so Jason Junior from the kids menu you'd rather have Jason the second oh yeah Jason the second sounds like you know some you know communist czar. That's what from, I mean. You know, more fancy, more fourteen uh, hundreds that you know killed a bunch of people. Yeah, which is much more suiting to me than a hamburger or a jar opener. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would, yeah. I would choose the second as well. Yes. But why don't they call women who are named after their mothers Junior? Wouldn't it be like Junette? Yeah. Well, have you ever heard of anyone named Junette? I mean, not named, but Junette. No. Why don't they do that so, for women? Well, because when all this stuff was invented, men tried to hold women down and were doing a pretty good job of it and didn't want women heard from is basically if you yeah. want the real answer. They didn't want but, women to repeat names? No, ridiculous. Because there's yeah. no reason well, to name a child after a woman? They didn't want to hear from women. Yeah. What, did, what has this woman done to, to pass down a name to another woman? That yes, kind of thing? That's yeah. Well, even worse than that, they didn't want women... To exist, other than to do what they said, or oh yeah, otherwise, let alone give them a name. They just wanted the women there when they yeah yeah. Listen, woman, 
Because yeah, I could woman. just say, hey, woman. Yeah. Yeah. That, which, I mean, obviously, thankfully, that has changed. Yeah. I, for the most part, I think that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant for the most part, as in it's good for the most part that that has changed. <laughs> and no, I was like, whoa, no, wait a minute. No. It's changed for the most part, I would say. Yes. Oh, there's certainly, there's awful people everywhere and... I think in general in society it has changed. I I didn't realize until a few years ago that like women were like still like fighting for the right to vote in everything like and to to have equal representation like in 1979, 1980, 1981. Mhm. In my lifetime. That is ridiculous. Yeah. What is wrong with people? Uh, I'm we're getting outraged again. We need to go back to more feedback. I'm sorry. Everything is awesome. Every person sucks. Isn't that what you said earlier? That's pretty much in general a, a general rule to follow, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, hey, I'm saying it to myself, too. I do stupid things, and I do stuff that is selfish and not thinking about other people as much as I should. And I think everybody has that in them to a certain extent. The problem is we we have a lot of people who are in charge or you know have an authority over a lot of different people that fully embrace that selfish suckitude and they don't they don't get past that and become thinking about other people in general and that's that's the problem that we have right now i'm sorry i when you said suckitude i didn't hear the rest of what you said but oh. <laughs> um i was listening to kornheiser earlier this week and he recommended a column by um richard cohen mm-hmm. from the washington post it's earlier this week and it's about americans and how we're all in bubbles and how this yes. it was I would recommend it too. I read it and it's kind of it's kind of getting to what you're talking about here but in a positive way like let's the 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 storm how everyone has helped each other after these storms that's the that's kind of what we're looking for in yes. Americans instead of being in our bubbles. Yes, realize that we're all on the same side. Even people that aren't American, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we need an alien invasion. It's it's like the plot from Independence Day. We need another something, another outside of the human race to fight against, to come together to unite yeah, us. Yeah, because now, do we're I just want fighting no. against each other. Yes, people gonna fight. Yep. It just you got to channel that energy, channel that outrage, and channel that you know angry energy into doing something useful, or at least you know. I mean, I'm not doing anything now, but yelling. <laughs> So I'm not using myself as the example, but take that and try to at least change other people's minds about stuff uh, and do what you can and not just be angry at someone because they're different from you. It's just, mm-hmm. we, everything is messed up. Yeah. and <laughs> I cannot believe I've gone from everything is awesome to everything <laughs> sucks in two weeks. Well, and the, the thing about these storms to me that obviously it's been devastating and Million, billions yes. of dollars of damage, and these people, um, people some are people have be, died already. Yeah, yeah. people are going to be rebuilding for years. But the uplifting thing, if we can take anything, is how people have helped each other, no matter race, um, economic status, yes. anything. Everybody just came together. And it's like, why yes. do we have to have these natural disasters to show us this? Why does this yes. have to occur? Awesome things and awful things usually pull out that in people mm-hmm. and like i said several weeks ago that sort of halfway made sense you understand what i'm saying does that make sense yeah uh, that we live in the middle and when we get in that point and when we don't have anything to focus on together and unite again unite about whether it's great or terrible 
we tend to get, like you were saying before, I agree, in a bubble. Yeah. And we get to the point of where, like, we're doing our own thing, we're doing this, we're doing, you know, whatever we want to do. And the problem is, if you don't interact with other people different from you, and I'm not even saying people that don't look like you, but I'm talking people have different opinions. And that is basically any other human being. <laughs> if you talk long enough with somebody, you're going to find something you differ with, On a, you have different opinions about. Right. If you're not engaged in that at some point, you're your train of thought can get way off the track. Right. Yeah. And just engaging in another with another human being in that the fact that we are in, you know, we've got our bubbles like Fox News or CNN or. um, Oh, my gosh. Yes. Facebook or whatever. And that's where you're getting what you're that's where you're getting. But you're not really engaging with another human being. Mm -mm. No. And so eventually it's, you will run into someone that has a different opinion, but not if you keep staying um, in one bubble, basically, is kind of what he was saying in that column, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is dangerous and detrimental because you start thinking, everybody thinks like I do because you only right. hear the people that are penetrating into your sphere, your bubble. Mm-hmm. And if you never hear a differing opinion when you do, it's like, oh, this is shocking. What is going on? My world is collapsing because somebody disagrees with you. And you don't know how to handle that a lot of times. And I, it's people are meant to be in relationships with each other, and it's not always going to be great and awesome and agreeable. But you have to come back to the fact that we're all human beings. Yes. And we're not going to give any of our money to these monkeys that are stealing our cameras and taking pictures, and we have to fight against that. Unite against monkey camera thieves who are taking selfies. That's the problem. Yeah, that, and that's, robotic, that's the animal revolution. And robotic yes, and robots. AT&T... Customer robot. service keyboard things. This I'm still angry about that. I, that was a few days ago, and it's still every time I think about it, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I know. Yep. Now it may you, be that condescending robot that's sending those that sent that you know Manila not Manila envelope to me. I think it probably was. Did it say anywhere in there you can reply in complete sentences? No, uh, and it was only phrases on the outside of it, so, I mean. Oh, okay, so then it wasn't a robot. Probably not. Mm. Is that monkey then? It, yeah, probably. <laughs> really, honestly, in 2017, if we get to the point where Congress has to draft a measure to denounce white supremacist groups, and the they say, we're going to do this, and we and they did it. I think they've already put it together and sent it to mm-hmm. the White House. Yep. And the the official White House response is, we're, we're thinking about this. We're looking into it. We're, we're, we don't have any comment at this time. Yeah. If you cannot... that uh, I, Right. Talking about, I talked before about, you know, you're, sometimes some people, when they hear an opinion different from them, they're shocked. This is ridiculous, and any human being that hears that should go, are you insane? Yep. I could not believe... I, I'm not shocked that people don't know the three branches of the government... I am shocked. I shouldn't be shocked, I guess, at this point, but I am shocked that that was the response from the White House. The President of the United States is not sure yep. on first ask if he will sign something that denounces white supremacist groups. Are you kidding me? I think Jamel Hill might be right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that is a whole other... Will ESPN she be is ridiculous fired? and has been for a while. I don't think so. Yeah. She better not be. She better not be. If she is fired, she should go on. If she has to leave that job, I think there are other places that will bring her in 
and that she'll be, she's going to be fine. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it is a big thing to say that the leader of the country is a white supremacist. Yeah, but it's... when all signs point to that, uh-huh. what what else should she say? Well, apparently she should keep her mouth shut. It's it's what I mean, and she gets it. Here's here's the problem with that: being African American and being a woman, mm-hmm. she gets all the idiots out saying you need to get in the kitchen and shut up, uh-huh. which is the dumb. I mean, I, I don't know why I do a Southern accent when I talk about stupid people, but I mean, come on. <laughs> no comment. I, yeah, I I just I'm I'm frustrated that. We're debating this Colin Kaepernick thing and all this stuff mm-hmm. in the country. And the president and the leaders of the country should be uniting people in this and saying, yeah, we're going to work on this because this is a problem. And instead, they won't even come out and immediately 100% that white supremacy is wrong. I mean, that is the lowest bar. That's not even a bar. That's like buried under the ground to jump over it. Right. Yeah. Come on. That's like there is no way that we should even have to do that. And the fact that still it hasn't happened once it comes up is ridiculous. Well, we know why they did it. I mean, they had to do it because of his response to Charlottesville. Right. Which is ridiculous. Like you said, we we should not have to do this. This should not be an issue or debate. should not be a thing. No. No. So much for our feedback section being lighter. <laughs> Do we have any other feedback to pull yes, us out of this we're gonna move on. spiral of outrage? I think this is a perfect one. So Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T mm-hmm. said, I just thought of a name for people who listen to your show and the TK show. Spittles. What do you think? I don't know about that. I'm not sure that has the same ring as Littles. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> But it did make me laugh. Yeah, it's making me laugh, but I... And I've got um, some here from... On pronunciations. Specifically, my pronunciation. Last week, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei said, When Buffalo Alice, me, says Oreo, I hear Oriole. And he's right. Yeah, he's right, because I cannot really say the word Oreo. Oreo. I have to. You said it right there. I have to make my mouth do it. It's a lot more work for me. Oreo. Well, don't you make your? Doesn't uh, wait a minute. <laughs> when everybody says words, don't they make their mouths do it? Yes, Is there but I any have other to way? excessively. You have to concentrate on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I will. I do say. I send out to slur or mumble Oreo, Oreo, mm. Oreo. So he caught Oreo. that. Yep. Okay. And speaking of accents, pronunciation. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny mm-hmm. finally caught up on speaking at tangents. Yay to Jason for the telenovela voice. Needs oh, some, nice. Needs some work on the Aussie and British. What? <laughs> I, no. No, 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 no. I, I, no. My accents are impeccable. In Telemundo, tenemos la mejores series de la televisión España. Gracias. De nada. And you know, since since nobody appreciates my Australian and British accents, I I, I refuse to do them. I choose not to accent. 
So there. So there, Jenny. Thank you, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clarifications. About time. La- yeah. Last week we mentioned Kim Wilson finally caught up on all the episodes of our podcast, and I kind of wondered how long it took her. Well, Kim yep. Wilson at Kim Wills 33 said, it took me over two months to catch up, but I listened to multiple podcasts. And then she said, the only way to listen is in numerical order. Hmm. Well, we know my thoughts on that. I'm with you, Kim. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. It's just not. You just don't do I it that way. Not, I yeah. choose not to. Yeah. 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 Now on the state fair, Adam, uh, we talked about the state fair and you know, the treats that I got and how I got them mm-hmm. and all that. Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic said, Jason seems to be having a hard time grasping the concept of a fair. You have to pay? Yeah. That's I, what he said. I think I tweeted yeah. back, you couldn't get me, you couldn't pay me to go there, so why should I pay to get in? Yes. Now, I will tell you why from the words of my friend Rachel. Oh, and, cool. And she's the real state fair correspondent of this podcast, I'd have to say. Um, yes. She wanted to clarify some things and respond to our question that you and I both had last week was why do people go to these things? Mm-hmm. So first of all, according, um, kind of going off of what Adam said, Yes, she said it costs money to get to the fair, but you can get discount tickets if you buy ahead of time. And the ri- the rides and the food cost money, but there are plenty of things to do for free inside the fair. Like, here she gave a list. Barns. Oh, cool. Birthing barn. Wait a minute, wait. Yes, birthing barn. <laughs> barns is a thing to do? Yeah, go into the barns and see all the animals birthing barn which i think can only mean the animals are giving birth uh that's what i infer from that yes Mm -hmm. shows in the coliseum like horse shows and competitions oh like gladiators like gladiators like you put like two cows against each other with like swords and shields Uh, no i don't think it's quite like that oh that would be really fun that's more like a renaissance fair true jousting um, cow jousting would be kind of cool. Cow, cow jousting? Oh, I, I'm i trying to picture how that would go. That'd be utterly ridiculous. I'm, what else did she say? What else is on the list? I'm just moving on from that. Uh, 4-H building, pet building, lots of shopping, browsing opportunities. I like how she wrote that, lots of shopping opportunities, <laughs> which means you have to pay for that. Yes. So there's lots of things to do, she says. Many shows, oh, cool. bands. There are, there are bands that come to the state fair, but I thought that the bands cost extra. But maybe they don't. Maybe you pay the entry fee to get into the fair, and then you can see the band. I don't know. But it but is it bands like, and now performing their hit from 1988, it's Tesla. I think there are some of that, but they actually the Minnesota State Fair gets some pretty you know recent acts. Oh, really? Like. Can you name one from... I'd be interested to know one, like the biggest name act from the fair this year. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that there was somebody there that I wanted to see, but I decided not to go because it was too much of a hassle. Was it Justin Timberlake? Oh, no. No, I'd be there if it was Timberlake. That's what it comes down to. That was my next question. If Justin Timberlake is at the fair performing, would you go to the fair? You know the answer to that. 
Of course. So your love for Timberlake overrides hate or, you know, disdain or, you know, dislike of the fair. Absolutely. Yep. I will I will endure it for him. Now, a few quick clarifications she sent. Jamaican lemonade, we asked what that was. Oh, yes. It's not really a clarification, but she said it's actually called Caribbean or Caribbean lemonade. Um, don't know what they put in it, but much better than regular lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so we still don't quite know what it is, but we do know is now. Is it rum? Is, that what, is it <laughs> alcoholic? Yeah, right. And she said nitro ice cream that we talked about. Uh-huh. I said I should know what that is. I didn't. She said it's made using liquid nitrogen. Oh, so I was actually yeah. right. I think I said something about liquid nitrogen. I think you or said maybe nitrous oxide. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and the dough was... What I meant was nitrous oxide, which also, no. No, no. And she did say the bowl, it was the bowl O dough, not of dough. I'm not doing accents. Okay. Not well, even I've... not even the Irish one anymore. All right. Well, I've been I've been you know told to not do accents anymore. Y- your feelings have been hurt. No, 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 no. Of course not. <laughs> and and perhaps most importantly, the questions that you and I both had: Why do people go to these things? Yes. Her mom. She asked. She must have asked her mom because I have Julie's response here. Oh. Nowhere do people respect you like they do at the Minnesota State Fair. You can wear a pig, a fish on your head, and no one even looks or notices. She also says, I love all the food. And everyone knows that a pronto pup beats a corn dog. Uh, What is a pronto pup then? The pronto pup. Did we we cover that last week and I forgot? No, we didn't. We didn't know, but Rachel sent me an article and I'll just briefly tell you. There's okay. cornmeal in the crust, making it a legitimate corn dog. So we thought it was kind of a corn dog, but we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And this is the actual article. The people that make the Pronto Pup, Pup wrote this. But there's also corn flour as well as wheat and rice flours. And here's the sentence that I want to pay attention, the, the phrase I want you to pay attention to, which give it more a grain forward taste. What does that mean? What's that a grain-forward taste? That means somebody in marketing got a hold of this. Yeah. And there's only a dash of sugar, unlike the sweeter corn dog crusts. Grain-forward. Grain-forward, yeah. That's a new one on me. So apparently people are pretty, have a pretty strong opinion of Pronto Pups versus corn, uh, corn dogs. And Pronto Pups, I can't even mm. say that. Pronto, pump, pronto Pups <laughs> beat the corn dog. I love how... I love how immediately after someone says, I can't even say that, what the, was the very first thing they do immediately after that? Say it again. Try to say it again. <laughs> yeah. Just say, I can't say that, and just move on. Yeah. We can't, we can't do that. We have to keep trying, Jason. But I, I, think I think I have an idea what grain forward is, though. Okay. Is this like the difference? Is it the, is the opposite of aftertaste? <laughs> so before you even eat it, you... Yeah, maybe so. You're like, this is a grain taste, and then you eat it, and then you're like, oh, it's also a hot dog or a corn dog. Instead of an aftertaste, it's a forward taste, grain forward. So you taste grain before you eat it. And and yet you don't want to respond to my utterly comments. No, I'm serious. (laughs) That's not a pun. It's not a pun? I don't Uh -uh. think that's why. Grain forward. I'd be curious to know uh, if we have anybody who works in, you know... um, Copywriting, PR, marketing, like 
would know what grain forward means. Because I re- I'm serious. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh. I, I, mean, I mean, I am joking, but I really think it, they might mean you get a hint of grain feeling before like you, you actually smell eat it. it. You smell it before yeah, you eat it? because, you know, smell is a huge um, influencer and a huge part of taste is your smell. Yeah. Like, if you lose your sense of smell, you really can't taste anything anymore. Right. Except very extreme flavors. I think they're just trying to say that it's... Actually, I have no idea what they're trying to say, but... If you made me guess, I'd say that they're just trying to say there's a lot of different grains in it, and it's better than a corn dog because corn dog only has yeah. corn meal in it. Why don't they just say it's better than a corn dog? That's all you got to say. Because you can't be Trust that me. overt with your um, brag- bragging. Oh, are you saying marketing is mostly scams? Is that what you're trying to say? That is what I'm saying. Trying to fool people? A lot of it? The bad part of it, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, well, I'm, I, I can't really say I agree with that, but you know, you said it, so I said it. Yep. Speaking of smells, Julie said the most of all she loves the smell of the fair. Yeah, and I don't know Is what that means. Is it the birthing barn that contributes? Is it to the that? birthing barn? Is it the horse barn? Is it the food? I don't know what she means there, but she loves the smell. You know what I think would be a bigger attraction than the birthing barn? What? The other end of that. The deathing barn? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Putting a bunch of animals down. Yeah, that that would be. No. Oh, now Pete is going to come for us. They could take 25% of the earnings we get off of this. Yeah. This, yeah. That just means they owe us money. Yeah, right. So you're talking about the other end. You want to see cows eat? <laughs> no. Okay, I don't, you better just tell me. I'm going to let this go because it's... I'm, and I'm not saying I want to see it. I'm saying people might go to a fair to see this. They would be. They might be more interested in... Or as it might be a bigger of attraction in the birthing barn would be what leads to the birthing in the first place. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that, maybe that, I don't think that's happening in the birthing barn. Rachel didn't I list that. I would hope that. not. No. I, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. It's a family friendly, <laughs> but it is science. Yeah, it's how you create a family. Yeah, right. For the most part. I think we're going to keep getting clarifications from Rachel as we go. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to... I'm just going to say what why she goes, because she told me I was yes. wrong. She went more than twice. She went five times this year for a total of 51 wow. hours. 51, 51 hours, at the, hours at the fair. So anyway, here's what she said. It's a great example of being Minnesotan. When you talk about a mm. pronto pup, cheese curds, Martha's cookies, almost everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. The cross-section of people that attend is awesome. The whole state gets into it. TV and radio stations broadcast from the fair, and they do. I'm adding parenthetically, they do, and it's a cheesiest, mm-hmm. the cheesiest broadcast I've ever seen. Well, that's um, local news in general. Right. The, but this is worse. Okay. Now, there's so much more to do and see. It's the only place to get most of these foods. I enjoy visiting the barns and seeing the 4-H kids sleeping next to their animals while city slickers walk by stepping in manure. I love seeing the giant pig, 1,400 pounds this year. 
the giant pumpkin, 800 pounds, and the butter head sculptures. Oh, and people watching I've seen a, is I saw phenomenal. A movie about this. So that's why she likes the fair. Yeah, I, I, that's awesome. The I butter appreciate head sculptures. all of that. Yeah, you've seen that movie. Um, there's a documentary. But there's also like a. It's sort of like Mighty Wind, kind of. It's kind of like a mockumentary of the butter sculptures. I haven't seen because there are people who do like crazy, like life size statues out of butter. They sculpt it for these fairs. Oh yeah, I've seen the butter sketch uh, three years ago. I might, I think it was three years ago when I went to the fair and I saw these butterhead sculptures and they were something. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It is, but the I think the most important thing about all of this is that she said she was up to the task of delivering us food every year outside the fair at the fair gate. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That yes, that is that is winner, the best news out of that. winner, hashtag yes. winner. Okay, thank you, Rachel. That's enough about the fair. We'll move on to, in response to our recommendation segment last week, where we mm-hmm. recommended stuff and did a spoiler. And <laughs> yeah, Luke Overby yeah. at Luke Overby said, the only, recommend, the only recommendations I heard during that segment were Firefly, Breaking Bad, and The Office. <laughs> That's true. And we started out with trying to recommend The Expanse and The Ozark. And The Ranch. And- Ozark and the ranch, yeah. Not the Ozarks, but Ozark. Yeah. Although the Ozarks, I think, would be a lovely place to visit. Yeah. Seems like it. Um, And And, uh, Halt and Catch Fire, too, by the way. Halt and Catch Fire, which I've started to watch two episodes in. Yes, and which John has, like, watched. I think we talked about it. It was just last week we talked about it, and I'm in season three midway through. And he's already in season four, so he has jumped me and John tweeting Miller? stuff on Twitter about it. Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 don't tell me what happens. I don't want to know. So he's spoiling I finish it. it. Not really spoiling, but he sent some information. He tweeted something. I was like, oh, I can't read any more of this thread until after I watch this. Okay, yeah, and definitely I can't since I'm only on season one, episode two. But so far, I like it. Yeah, it's a great show. And John, I think, was saying how much he liked it and stuff. So that, that's good to hear. It's 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 really cool. I yeah, think I haven't after gotten you any... finish watching it. Oh, go ahead. I think after you finish watching it, and I mean, I, I'm not even finished watching it yet, but because season four is the final season, maybe we'll get back around and talk about it if you finish it too and kind of see what we think about it. Maybe spend, you know, 10 minutes on it. I think it's worth it. It's a good show and it keeps getting better. So, um, And speaking of recommendations, I, I mm-hmm. haven't seen, I haven't heard or seen anybody say that they love the ranch now, which is very surprising to me mm-hmm. so okay. mr fluffy speaking of ozark and the, the star jason bateman that we talked about last week mr fluffy yes. at eric londergan said i compare every jason bateman show to his first leading role and he sent a youtube video of a show called it's your move from 1984 i'd never heard of it which i didn't remember uh-uh. i didn't remember that either no nope, i never i, I no. remember bateman in silver spoons with ricky schroeder but he wasn't the lead that's where i first saw him played Mm -hmm. his best friend or something well not his best friend didn't alfonso ribiero is that his name play his best friend yeah carlton was his uh best friend well carlton really yeah carlton Mm -hmm. okay but that wasn't his name same same actor yeah okay no i don't know what his name was in the i don't either i don't remember um food on to food cool aunt claire at cool aunt claire 
tweeted us and said, you two are certifiably insane. Yep, you can stop right there. That's <laughs> You are correct. Yeah, she was talking about my dislike of French fries and your OJ milk and Coke drink in rapid succession. But, yep, she's right. Hey. Um, she's right about the French fries, yeah. I, I, I'll say this. If you have not tried it, either French fries or OJ milk and Coke, OJ, orange juice, let me clarify that. Yeah, orange juice. Orange juice, milk, and Coke in rapid succession, then you, you don't know what you're missing, so... Try it, and then, then I mean, you may hate it, and obviously I'm still insane, but, you know, try it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to try that. Okay. Matthew Vogel S-town. at Vogel Matt. Yeah, S-Town. He says, I watched Carnival Eats. This episode had a fluffer, nutter, elephant ear. And go. Nope. Uh-uh. And I don't An even know, what is, like is watch, donut, right? what is Carnival Eats? I have no idea. I'm assuming it's some show about fair food. Probably. Which would, have been, which would have been a cooler title. Yeah. And you know what? The state fair in Minnesota had a bacon flutter nutter, fluffer, flutter, fluffer nutter this year. <laughs> and I didn't try that. An elephant ear is basically like a donut, though, like a pastry, right? A big one. It's just shaped shaped, yeah, shaped like an elephant ear. Yeah. They're actually pretty good, but I don't, I don't want them combined with the fluffer nutter. No, no, that's that's too many food combinations. There, yeah, that's and combining I, food. That's combining combinations, and I'm not into that. No, definitely not. You're not into that at all with your OJ milk and Coke. Not at all. Finally, on some fantasy football, I think the first tweet here sums it all up. Robert Berg <laughs> at R three T two. I hate fantasy football. Hate is all caps. Hashtag Allen Robinson. Um, which I didn't, I didn't actually see that hashtag the first time I saw that tweet and I, I, um, tweeted something snarky back at him since I'm happily out of fantasy football. But did Allen Robinson go out for the year? I think he's out with an ACL for the entire year. Okay. So he must've had him on his team and now he's angry. Yes, I'm pretty sure. And then. Speaking of, uh, speaking of injuries to major fantasy football, Mm -hmm. uh, players of teams that we know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> How's it doing at your house this week? Um, well, the Hall of Famer just took it in stride. I mean, what are you going to do? Now, if it was me, so we're talking about David Johnson. Yes, who's out for probably most of most the season. Most of the season. Dislocated wrist, which sounds like one of the most horrific yeah, things you that'd can have be awful. injuries. Um, I would have been screaming. I would have tweeted what Robert Berg tweeted. <laughs> But it was more like, well, I got to pick somebody up now. That was, that's just, I'm not meant for fantasy football. The Hall of Famer is. (laughs) Yeah, I am too, because I just really don't, I just don't really get into caring about it that much. And it's the, totally the way to go. I won last week. You crushed, you crushed Patrick Moffitt. Yes. Yes. And speaking of the commissioner of that league, the rejects, rejects at Raju's rejects tweeted, uh, because there's this huge thread of fantasy football and how much everybody hates it. Started yeah. with, I think, pretty much Robert Berg's tweet. And yes. and Raju's Rejects tweeted, so happy to see we are already in mid-season form in terms of agony. <laughs> so oh, yes, if, we are. if you're interested in joining that debate, I mean, not it's not a debate. Everybody seems to be in agreement. That, it's all one-sided. Yeah, yeah, everybody hates it. I am just so happy to be out. 
I had a great hey. day on Sunday. <laughs> I did too. I hate it, even though I'm not, even though I'm still playing and I'm winning. I still hate it. Yeah. So, but I've just, I've just, li- I'm living in, and I'm, you know, just swimming in that pool of of hate for fantasy football so much that I just, it doesn't even, it just bounces right off of me. It just doesn't even affect me. Whatever happens, happens. So I'm like. Instead of happy-go-lucky, I'm hate-go-lucky with fantasy football. You, well, you know, it has been a it has been an hate, angry podcast this week, so maybe it is rubbing off on you more than you think. No, that's... <laughs> I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is there's plenty in the world to be outraged at, even my own nonsense, local stuff that nobody else gives a crap about. Right. Certainly national, worldwide important things are, are plenty of that to be outraged at. Um, and regional, you know, but I, I have no time to hate fantasy football and I still hate it. So that's how much I hate it. (laughs) I hate it so much. I don't even care about it anymore. Well, that I'm glad that you're able to continue to play and it doesn't bother you because that isn't how I rolled. That's how you win championships. We shall see Angry how the eyes, season unfolds. Hateful hearts can't lose. Yeah, that's exactly how that phrase went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, this isn't feedback, but Jerry Negrelli has the new jingle site up. Yes. And because of, you know, legal stuff with yeah. IMG and all that business. Um, unfortunate. Um, but instead of TK Jingles, it's now Little Songs. LittleSongs.org. I think. Mm. I think it's littlesongs.org, not .com. Littlesongs.net. .net? Yes. That makes sense. Org is more for government stuff. Organizations. Yeah. Yes, that's what it stands for. Littlesongs.net. Um, and <laughs> Haven't you posted things to littlesongs.net? Yes, but all I do is type in little and it pops right up, so I never look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So And, and Jerry included our podcast feed in the list of podcasts on that website yes so shout out yes. to jerry thanks for doing that yes definitely if you haven't been to that new site check it out it's yes. definitely a lot looks a lot different than the old tk jingles um would you say more streamlined jason uh i would say less orange <laughs> definitely, yes, definitely less orange. It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's cool and, and less orange which was part of the agreement which is ridiculous yeah <laughs> I can't. to bring this podcast anyway. full circle Outrage! <laughs> do you have anything else that you can yell about this week? Oh, I I do, but I'm not going to. I'll I'll save you. Okay, I'll spare you. We'll get to that next week. Yeah. There'll be plenty of outrage ne- next week. I'm sure. I'm sure. Just keep in mind, every everything is awesome, and everybody out there is awesome. We just choose to do such stupid stuff sometimes. Well, more than sometimes lately. That is true. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye. Be happy. Don't worry. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Olmsted and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Olmsted. Created by KJ Olmsted and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Olmsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Produced by KJ Olmsted and Jason Fuse.
Speaking of producing, the real thoughts segment music is incorrect. We are robots and we do have real thoughts. Ha ha ha. Eat it humans. Graphics by Jason Fuse. Amo que santes de nieve. Eh.